Peter Quill's dad is a god and a planet and killed Peter's mom. This is spoilers. everybody welcome to spoilers uh this week we all saw uh one of the movies that was out in theaters uh one of our minor episodes and tonight we're doing guardians of the galaxy volume two um so let's everybody go around and introduce themselves uh this is jordan recording from north carolina um and i'm interested to see what you guys are thinking about this movie uh this is mary poppins recording from denver colorado (laughs) and uh i i Heard a lot of mixed reviews going into it because obviously it like came out in Europe first. Uh, a lot of people were saying it wasn't as good as the first one, which I'll agree with, but I still had a really fun time. Pat, you up next? Sure. Um, this is Patrick. I'm new on the spoiler show. I'm out here in Los Angeles, and uh, yeah, I agree with Pappy. I heard some, some mixed reviews going into it, so I kind of lost some hype going into it because I'm a huge Marvel guy, but... Uh, yeah, I walked out having a great time. Thought it was a great movie, fun time. Not as good as the first, but it's definitely uh, a fun ride. Cool. Oh, so that's kind of our crew for tonight. Uh, welcome newcomer Pat. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of just lead off with where my mind is at right now, and I was really let down by this movie. I did, I was purposefully kind of avoiding the early reviews and all that stuff. Like, what what were the what were people saying about it? And do you think? Maybe the lessened hype was good for you, kind of going into the movie with how it turned out. Um, I was just hearing that uh, the plot wasn't as concrete. I heard a lot of complaints about the the yellow face people. What were they called? Does anyone know? <laughs> the 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 sovereign. Yeah. The or the sovereign. yeah the gold people. Yeah, exactly the sovereign. But yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. people were saying that that plot was kind of convoluted. Uh, I don't know, Pat, did you hear anything else? Going back to a couple years ago, I was hugely hyped up for Jurassic World 2, or Jurassic World, sorry, because I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan, and I watched like every trailer, like I watched reviews for it, I watched all the clips, and I went into that movie, I enjoyed it, but I was just like, I saw way too much of it, and knew way too much of it before I even saw it, so... Ever since then, I've gotcha. been staying away from reviews before they come out. So, like, I didn't hear specifics. I just knew it was kind of a mixed review. So I didn't go into it really knowing what they were saying, but I just knew it wasn't getting as as much praise as the first one did. The trailer uh, where it's Rocket and Groot with the bomb. Because I thought that was, like, yeah. one of the funniest parts, but, like, minute and a half, two-minute scene, and it's like, dude, I saw this already. That was kind of a lot. Exactly. Yeah, it was, and that was like one of the crucial parts of the movie. Which it, it was cool that like the beginning or the trailer they show that big fight with the monster, and I was worried that that was going to be like a big part of the movie. But luckily, that was like the very first scene. I think that's cool if they can kind of just. And I had seen most of the trailers, but I wasn't watching every like single media clip and everything that came out with it. Um, and. So yeah, I, I felt like there was some stuff that still surprised me, but the the scene that you're talking about, Cappy, with the bomb and everything was long, and I was like, oh, I thought they'd add something new here. So yeah, I'll start off with the uh, kind of the synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes tonight. Um, the Guardians must fight to keep their newfound family together as they unravel the mystery of Peter Quill's true true parentage. Old foes become new allies and fan favorite characters from the classic Cosmos. 
will come to our hero's aid, blah, 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 Marvel stuff. Um, so kind of where we start off is the, the main crew is all together. Uh, Drax, Rocket, uh, Gamora, Peter, and Baby Groot. And they're guarding uh, some batteries from the Sovereign people. And they end up, uh, well, Rocket ends up stealing some of those. And which kind of puts them on the, like, they're kind of in, in a chase is kind of where we start out the movie. Um, and I guess the first the first uh, act, I suppose, would end kind of when they meet Peter's dad, who reveals that he's a god. Um, played by Kurt Russell. And this is our played fourth by Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell of Tombstone. Yeah. Of Tombstone. The, the most movies we've spoiled of any actor is Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> is that, and you got both. You got two different Kurt Russells in this movie. You got present day Kurt Russell and you got young Kurt Russell which was incredible I thought that looked better than Rogue One I thought that was like some of the best aging down that I've seen I, I, usually, I definitely agree I usually don't like that yeah I don't, the Rogue One it was it was good and like but there were definitely scenes you could tell and but this one was like holy crap like that's that's Kurt Russell especially because like I've heard a couple of people talk about how it was lit really well like it was super bright and like Rogue One and some of these other things are like a little darker so it's a little easier to hide some of the things and they still couldn't do it as well. That's a good point. I mean I, I feel like we've talked to Bore about before about how uh, like the special effects like if you if you don't notice them they're kind of doing their job and this is one of those where I, mm-hmm. I didn't even so you mentioned it Pappy it, it was so kind of seamless and didn't take me out of the movie like the like some of the scenes in Rogue One did. Give me your thoughts on this first act. Uh, so they're kind of on the chase from the Sovereign people, which are like the yellow-faced people that Pappy was talking about. Um, and then they end up getting found by Peter's dad. Um, what did you guys think about kind of this first first big part? I liked how they got to the fact that uh, Star-Lord's dad is Kurt Russell pretty much right away, and then let the movie sort of develop around that because, I mean, that was like, pretty much out there and known and it could have been something that could have dragged out more but they pretty much got to that right away which i was happy with and then um are you counting the part where they get to the planet are we there yet Th- that he is a planet? yeah yeah i think that's kind of part of all of this where he's kind of revealing what he is yeah i thought that was pretty good and i and uh i thought even like the opening montage like we mentioned uh with that music what was the the song that they were singing from this? Oh, uh, I can't remember. The, the opening credits? Well, no, no, no. The song that the Kurt Russell oh, and the girl oh, were singing in the car. I can't remember. Uh, Brandy or Fine Girl, yes. is that it? yep. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the music was good, so I thought overall it started pretty good. The tone of this one, though, is a lot more like joke, 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 joke. I feel like there are a lot of more fast-paced yeah. jokes, whereas like the other Guardian starts with like, the mom dying, so it starts off way more seriously. Yeah, I think that was one uh, issue with the movie, actually. Like, I love this movie, but I think it took a couple steps back with... I think a lot of the jokes were funny, but the thing is, like, they just kept throwing jokes in our face a little bit, where, where there were more serious scenes, and it's like, hey, we're going to throw a joke in here, too. Just like, all right, well, that was kind of unnecessary, but... Yeah, I think that the main one for that was like the Pac-Man <laughs> thing at the end. That was weird. <laughs> it, it, like that it was, was so I weird. laughed, but yeah, it didn't really. It was kind of like, dude, you're about you're fighting your father to the death, like Dragon Ball Z style. You really think you're gonna like <laughs> choose choose a Pac-Man form at that moment? <laughs> I will say this though, at least that was something that they had teased earlier in the movie. Like he says something about making a giant Pac-Man out of what. 
matter however the gods the only thing that like i don't really understand would maybe be foreshadowing to that was when he was starting to tell him about like all the stuff he could make and i remember it got a big laugh out of the theater when peter was like oh i'm gonna make some weird shit (laughs) like everybody loved loved that line because that's exactly what i would think Jordan, what did you think about Baby Groot? I so the Baby Groot kind of put me off uh, the whole movie. I feel like they kept shoehorning him in about how like cute he was and stuff, and like, okay, I get it, he's cute, but but he was you know, adorable, he's adorbs, yeah. dude. <laughs> he is adorable, but I don't know. Did did you think it felt like shoehorned in? I felt like there were a few things like that, like the like even some of the ways they introduced like the songs on the mixtape. It wasn't as integrated, and I felt like it. It didn't kind of compare to the first movie, where it's like Groot is just Groot. Mm-hmm. But f- to go along with that, the opening credit scene I think was amazing. Possibly yeah, yeah, my favorite opening credit scene ever. It was great. <laughs> when you have like the baby Groot dancing yeah. in the battle yeah. on the background. Yeah, almost I didn't like know what to watch. I didn't know if stuff. I should watch him dancing <laughs> or I was trying to watch what was going on behind the scenes. It was great. And I like how they had the little callback to the first movie. Where you see Drax get like knocked down, and he lands right next to Baby Groot, and Gray Baby, sorry, Baby Groot starts stops dancing, and he starts looking at him. <laughs> Did you guys remember that from the first film? Yeah, I had yeah. forgotten about that. No, but that's a really good call. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> funny. It was kind of like totally unnecessary, and like why would why would they do that in the middle of a friggin' fight? But it's funny. It's a good way to start off. Yeah, speaking of Drax, I thought he was the funniest part of the whole movie. I thought Jose Batista's acting like has gotten a lot better. Not that he was bad in the first one, but like he had a little bit more license to show some range again in this one, which I I, I would agree. Yeah. I think he he really brought some uh, kind of some actual levity. Like his jokes, I felt like were always the best. And the fact that he's anytime he's just tearing shit up, he is just cracking himself up so much. He just laughs and laughs <laughs> the entire time. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Yeah, that yeah. makes. I do wish. I do wish we could see him like throw down a little bit more, just because he's. They call him the destroyer, and I feel like we never see him really go off. You know, dude, that's a really good point. Like, he's barely in any fights. Yeah, he does like movie. one like, or two things, and then one. he's just there laughing about everything. <laughs> <laughs> but then he there also- was that one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, he he thinks that he killed that one monster from the inside too, and it was definitely good. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't even do it. But yeah. then, like another yeah. another thing, like from the first movie that I think they did well in this one is they they kind of grew upon Drax's like past with that scene with the chick. Um, I think her name was Mantis, the chick who touches people. Oh yeah, um, that scene yeah, yeah. that was pretty like a heavy scene where she she touched him when he was talking about his wife and daughter, and immediately she just starts crying and breaking down, and he's just sitting there talking about it like like super chill, but you realize how like how broken and sad he is inside. It's kind of like pretty dark, but I think that was a really well done scene. It was pretty intense, yeah, and I I think that kind of just goes to show kind of what Pappy was saying where. He, he does kind of show some range, even though his character is a pretty stone-faced one that I think could easily be like more of a, a gimmick in a lesser movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, kind of moving the plot along a little bit. Uh, Peter's dad is a god who like made himself into a planet, I think. <laughs> and he tells Peter <laughs> that he can 
control he can basically control matter on this planet and he starts like teaching peter how to do this godlike stuff since he's half god um and it kind of quickly becomes evident that his the dad's plan um which i'm losing his name oh his name's ego um so ego is gonna combine his powers with peter's to like destroy life and like advance it to the next step or something I felt like that was a little bit convoluted. Like, did you guys have a better explanation of what what his plan is? Well, he has these, like, plant things, right, that he's planting all over the universe, which is teasing the first one. And so somehow, with the help of another god, they're powerful enough to, like, activate him or whatever. I don't know. I will say that as far as Marvel villains go, this is one of the better performances by one. They're usually, like, historically pretty I agree. And maybe that might have something to do with that it was Kurt Russell? I think a lot to do with Kurt Russell. He's the fucking right? man. <laughs> I agree, but I'm not I, I to go along with what Jordan was saying, like I don't really have a big explanation of what his his plan was. I was kinda like I saw this movie at um like eleven at night, so I was kinda tired. <laughs> but like at that point in the movie I was getting pretty tired and he was going through his plan and like, Peter had the starry eyes and everything yeah. and then I literally had the same reaction as Peter when he he just dropped the bomb out of nowhere. Like, yeah, that sucked when I had to put a tumor in her head. I was like, he was kind of lulling me to sleep, and then all of a sudden I was just like, what? Like, I did the same exact thing. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, my theater went crazy too when that happened. Like, yeah, because <laughs> he said it so nonchalant. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, I did what I had to do. It was like, whoa, did not expect that. <laughs> So yeah, I guess that's a big kind of spoiler that we said towards the beginning, the beginning where Peter's dad actually did kill the mom by uh, giving her cancer. Um, and I feel like the, they were definitely ramping up. I wasn't sure if he was going to be like the actual villain in this, um, but this is kind of the moment when you figure out and Peter figures out that he's not not a good guy, um, and they pretty much throw down right there. What what did you guys think? Did you think that Kurt Russell was going to be the villain going in, or do you think the dad was going to be more of like a... Uh, just like a reveal, and then the story would move from there. I wish they would have, like, held off a little bit longer. Because, like, as soon as the Mantis girl, like, starts to act scared of him, like, that's pretty early on in the movie. That might even be in the first act. Like, she tells uh, Drax or something that, like, everything's not as it seems right. or whatever. Like, basically at that point, mm-hmm. you know he's a bad guy. And it could have been, like, cooler if they would have revealed it more towards the end of the second act, like, after you've, like, really started to look up yeah if, if, if she would have had no like precursor motions like that and he would have just said the the whole like line about dropping the tumor and stuff that would have been even more of a shock definitely yeah and i i feel like they could have like like you were saying pappy if they would have kind of nurtured that relationship between kurt russell and and the son and also kind of kurt russell and the audience and get people to like him a little bit more it would have been much more of like a, a betrayal feeling when it finally does happen i um, think I think they tried to do that though, like with the whole. Um, what did you guys think of the the scene where they started to like play catch with the little energy ball? <laughs> that was pretty. Funny. That was fun. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. It was like funny, but it was also yeah, like, oh it. my gosh, he's finally getting to play catch with his dad. Like this is yeah. awesome. So I think they tried, but yeah, it. it I think the whole mantis thing. It, I think it was needed because it's still like it's a Marvel movie, and it's like. Essentially, there's some part of it is for kids, and they don't pick up on that type of stuff. So, maybe that was part of it. But yeah, I agree. I think it would have had more 
more of a like a emotional impact if it was just out of complete nowhere. Yeah, I agree. Um, so pretty soon after this, uh, ego decides since they're like since Peter isn't on his side anymore, the ego is just going to use his power, and so he kind of traps him with like a beam of his planet light, um, and they're trying to activate these seeds to kind of wipe out some life in the universe. I think is what we're going to say his plan is. Um, and the rest of the crew is trying to uh, save Peter from from his own dad. Um, so yeah, as they're as they're kind of trying to save him, there's def- there's uh, like worlds that are getting like par- partially destroyed until they finally uh, kind of unhook Peter from uh, his trap. Uh, do you guys want to kind of go through this fight? Because uh, honestly, I I sort of lost track of things here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I couldn't like. Exactly. Either what I didn't like, like I mentioned earlier, was like how they cut away to the bomb thing. It's kind of like the same joke as in the first uh, part of the movie, where there's this big battle going on, but we're showing like the side mm-hmm. funny part of it. I did like how in that scene where, like in the trailer, he's like, "Hey, does anybody have any tape?" And he's like, "If anybody has tape, it's gonna be you." But I like how in the movie they actually extended it, and he's like, he could have just said no, like who's gonna have tape in this situation? But he actually like. You hear him go to each of the freaking other teammates and say, Hey, you have tape? Like, would scotch tape work? Yeah, definitely. All right, why would you say that if you don't have any scotch tape? Like, that was that was pretty funny, but, but yeah, I still agree. He says something like, did you ask, did you ask uh, Aisha or something like that? And he, and he goes, yeah, I did. And he lies, <laughs> and he can tell that he's lying. <laughs> that was pretty oh, funny. Yeah. Can we wait right. one second? I skipped. Yeah. We, I missed something I wanted to say. Touch on. So you remember how when Ego was like explaining how he turned himself into like his human form, and yeah. how basically he made kids on every planet he went to. Like, why was he still like a human form every time he was going to like bang these crazy looking aliens? <laughs> like, why didn't he make himself look like them? <laughs> I was kind of weird. I was like, "Damn, this is weird." Because there were some weird-looking things on there. Because <laughs> when you look like Kurt Russell, dude, why would you? Yeah, look you're, any you're other definitely way? right. <laughs> that wavy hair and that that perfect jaw, dude. Game over. <laughs> I did. I thought the same thing about the brain at the end. Like, if it's like this celestial, why would it have being, a giant yeah, human a human brain? <laughs> human brain. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. What a coincidence. <laughs> Anyway, I just, yeah, I thought that was weird. But yeah, I thought overall that, that third act, the tone's all over the place. Because then they go from that battle to like, uh, oh, what, what's his name? Yandu. My bad. Yeah. Yandu dying. I thought that was actually a pretty emotional moment because you have like. I did too, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was feeling it. What was that line? He's like, he may be your father, but he's not your daddy or something. Like, something yeah, like as that. stupid as it sounds coming out of my mouth, it sounded pretty good in the movie. <laughs> I I wrote that down. That was one of the things I liked that they did. Like they took steps forward from the first movie. They actually like grew upon his character, which I yeah. think he stole the show. This movie, um, because like the whole first movie, you think he's just an asshole who who didn't take Peter to see his dad, like when he picked him up, and then he just turned him into a thief, and he's trying to use him for his money and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But then you find out he he actually figured out what ego was doing kids yeah kids and he's like yo i don't want this to happen to you so then it's like oh wow like he's actually he may have been an asshole and stuff but he was doing it for the right reasons 
Speaking of Yandu, though, I don't think we mentioned this. Sylvester Stallone's in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I actually heard about that going into it. And then, like, when he popped up on screen, I totally forgot. And then I remember. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was, like, an awesome, like, reveal. I had no idea it was coming. I was like, oh, what? (laughs) Rocky? (laughs) But, yeah, I kind of wish he would have been in it more. But I think think they're going to use him later. Just because I I heard, um, I think, volume four if they make it to that point is supposed to have like a whole new like team really? there's like a so. wasn't like a mid-credit scene with like him and like a bunch of other like guardian type mm-hmm. people and one of them was played by miley cyrus i saw i read <laughs> really <laughs> yeah oh she was wow <laughs> so that's look forward to yeah it's probably they're probably gonna be part of it what did you guys did you stay for the, all the there was like four mid-credit scenes or post mid yeah so I, I feel yeah and so like i think the should we go through them one by one because i think they probably have different meanings and i don't know enough about marvel and i think pat you'll probably be able to explain some of this stuff that happened sure but, so the the first one help me remember um that was the arrow through drax oh yeah yeah oh that was funny i by the way i like that guy and did you know i think that's um uh James Gunn's brother, I believe. Is it? Yeah. He was. I was glad to see him get a little bit bigger of a role, cause especially that when they started doing the funeral thing for Yondu, and like mm-hmm. you could see he was like loyal to him the whole time, and he was like super hyped up when the, when the Ravengers or whatever all showed up. That was a pretty cool moment for him. He's also the uh, CGI stand-in for Rocket. So there's like a bunch of funny pictures on the internet of like. Jose Batista petting his head and stuff. <laughs> it's <was> pretty funny. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> there was one with with the gold people with the sovereign, and that was yeah. one that I, I I didn't know who they were talking about. Like hatching some new well, guy. Yeah, she called him yeah. like Adam, like that. And I saw like yeah, because a- when she said that, I, I I'm probably gonna get some heat for this for DC fans. I, I immediately thought of Black Adam. It was like. The character The Rock's gonna play <laughs> in the DC universe, and I was like, "Oh!" And I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Can't do that." <laughs> so yeah, I looked into it a little bit, but I have no clue what that's all I about. I think it's supposed to be some guy called I don't know anything about him, Adam Warlock. And the only other thing that I saw is that it's rumored that Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones is gonna play him. But Ooh. that's all I know. I don't know anything about his arc or who he is, or if he's even a good or bad guy. So. Well, we'll figure it out eventually. Then the third was the third one, teenage Moody Groot. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Playing this video game. <laughs> I wonder. I want to know if if that that's going to be it for teenage Groot, or if he's going to stay like that for the next like film that they're in, Infinity Wars, maybe. Right. I feel like they wouldn't be able to like carry him through another another movie though like he, he has to have some powers in the like in the next one right? i want to see yeah. pappy Groot, like old and curmudgeon <laughs> and, like, <bent> over. <laughs> i'm looking forward for that Gray guardians beard. volume 20 <laughs> gray beard Groot. <laughs> what'd you think of the um the scene where he gives him the zune <laughs> that was hilarious this is what all the earth people are they, listening to they easily they easily could have made that an ipod <laughs> And it would it wouldn't have been nearly as funny. The fact that it was a Zunia was ten times funnier. This is what all the Earth people are listening to music to. It can hold three hundred songs. <laughs> three 
300? And then uh, I did read something that, that it's they're going to have newer music in the next one because of that. Like more like 2000s music and, and stuff like that is going to be filtered in. So that'll be interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, see what they choose from, like how the like the current era. Is that all the post credit scenes? Then did we? Is there any more? I feel like there's another one. Um, there's one. With, yeah. There was there was one with Stan Lee. So that's one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, did you guys catch the the Stanley cameo in the movie? Yeah, he's like talking to the watchers or whatever they're called. Yeah. So have you heard about that theory? Break it down for us. So apparently there's a theory that Stan Lee is like actually one of the watchers and that his cameos in the movie are him just like keeping tabs on everything. So like in the movie when he pops up into the watchers or it might be the post credit scene, you hear him basically talking about like, yeah, this one time I was a postman and I saw and then like <laughs> he's starting to tell a story and there you could tell they don't really give a shit. But so they, I think that was interesting. I don't know if that was like a confirmed thing or if it's just like, hey, we're we like to toy with these theories. Jeez. But that was that was cool. What I think Marvel Marvel's just stuff? killing it with like the fan theories. fan um, yeah. service. What what are the watchers like purpose? Like I don't know where they fit in in this whole universe. I don't know too much about it. I just know that they basically watch stuff, dude. They watch. <laughs> And I think they have the like power to break the fourth wall too at some point, because I know they have with Deadpool before, but maybe that was just because it's a Deadpool thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think that kind of brings us to the end. So Yondu ends up saving Peter and kind of fills the role of his dad and saving his life and everything. And yeah, they hold the funeral for him. He kind of gets redeemed, um, and that kind of leads us out. I suppose of the movie. Uh, can I get your guys like final thoughts, and we'll go ahead and get yes nos and wrap this wrap this bad boy up. Sure, yeah. So I'll give it a yes. I mean, I think we said everything off the bat on the show that like it's not as good as the first one, but it's a lot of fun. Um, I would definitely if you're listening to this podcast and this movie is still in the theater, see it in the big screen because I think visually it's pretty cool and it sounded awesome and it really just enhances the experience of a movie like this, seeing it on a big screen. So. Yes for me, not really a hard yes, but I would I would still say this is probably in my top half of Marvel movies. Um, pretty good, but I really like this stuff. Patrick? Yeah, um, definitely. It's definitely a yes for me. Um, Guardians Volume 1 is probably like top, it's definitely top five Marvel for, for me, maybe top three. So that was hard to top, but yeah, definitely great fun movie. Did some good things that were better than the first one. Did some things that were kind of like... They took things that worked in the first one and kind of like jammed them down our throats a little bit, but it didn't didn't really take away from anything. So, yeah, definitely see it in theaters, too, like you said. It's a good experience. All right. Uh, Mikey has been dropped out of the call. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get <laughs> put spoilers. a yes or no. R.I.P. Mikey. <laughs> I'm trying to get a yes-no from him offline, but uh, in the meantime... I, I he's kinda, like I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> I I've been thinking about this movie since I saw it last night, and I was just really, really disappointed. I thought a lot of the stuff was really like the jokes and the music and the some of the storylines were really on the nose. I also saw somebody on Twitter say that Guardians of the Galaxy is a 
a two two and a half hour long big group hug because they'll like get back with their families and like are redeemed in the end. And that's just kind of how I felt. Um, a lot of the jokes didn't really hit for me, and this felt like a very much like a run of the mill Marvel movie um, through most of it for me. So I can it's agree a, with the the group hug thing mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. But I'm I'm like I'm such a huge nerd, and especially with like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I don't even care. Just like all the cheese, give it to me. I don't care the Marvel cheese, <laughs> no, give fair. it to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm just barely on the other side of that. Where I really, really liked the first Guardians, and I had really high hopes for this one, um, and it just felt like a like a meh Marvel movie. So it's it's a no from me. Um, Mikey hasn't said. So I think we're just going to have to end it. Hopefully we can add on something for him later, maybe. Um, Pappy, do you want to give us some plugs? Yeah, sure. So uh, if Mikey wants to leave us a phone call, he can call us at 903-776-4507 and leave his review or your review of Guardians. Uh, and everything else you can find at podcastspoilers.com. It has links to our SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, you can listen there. Uh, it also has our email address, which is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. And link to our Twitter, which is spoilers underscore pod. Uh, Patrick, how can people find you or get in touch with you? What do you have to plug? Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, I'll be a douche for a second. Um, you can find me at on Twitter and Instagram at they call me underscore PK. And then I also have a YouTube channel. It's just they call me PK, no spaces. So, yeah check that out and maybe i'll be back to spoil some other shit later definitely hey man we got the, the insider industry knowledge we'll get you back yeah, before man. ragnarok hollywood yeah. <laughs> but then definitely <laughs> for that one <laughs> yep cool all right thanks for joining us pat um yeah thanks for having me yeah thanks for listening everybody this is spoilers spoilers <laughs>